0: You're listening to Mysteries Beyond. What mysteries lie beyond the reach of our senses? And who are you in this vast multiverse? Hello, and welcome to Mysteries Beyond. I'm your host, Laura Lavender. What you just heard was a small clip from the Indiana Jones Temple of Doom movie. In this scene, a Hindu tribe was about to sacrifice a male human to no other than the Hindu goddess Kali Ma, the goddess of death, creation, preservation, destruction, and time. You may have heard me mention her in my previous episode, The Dark Feminine. But I was just so fascinated by her that I decided to make an entire episode on her. To most Westerners, and those who don't know anything about her, at first sight, she must seem extremely frightening. And of course, easily misunderstood as an evil being. And you know what? That seems pretty fair, because when you pull her up on an internet search engine, when you type in Kali Ma goddess, you will get either a black or blue skinned four armed woman with long black disheveled hair with an all red bloody tongue sticking out in a field full of bloody corpses While she is stomping over a man, wearing nothing but a necklace of severed heads and a skirt made out of limbs. While in her hands, she holds a bloody sword, a severed head, a triton, and a skullcap or a bowl full of blood. Go on, look her up. She is certainly a sight to see. But before I go on to explain the symbology behind all of that, I wanted to go over her origin story. Like most mythologies, there are many variations of her origin story. However, the one I'm about to tell you seemed to be the most common one and the most agreed upon. Also, another thing to keep in mind is that when it comes to the Hindu religion, they do believe that there is only one God, however, with many manifestations. And this is where things may start to get a little confusing. Because in the Hindu religion, each God is an emanation or an incarnation of another. For example, Brahma is the creator who made the universe out of himself. But Vishnu, the god whose duties are to preserve the world and human beings, and Shiva, the one who will ultimately destroy the universe, are emanations of Brahma. Creation, preservation, and death. Together they form part of a trinity and are source. And Devi, and or Shakti, is the supreme goddess of the universe. And she splits into three. Three incarnations of her, known as one. Parvati, the mother goddess of goodness and justice. Durga, known as the warrior goddess. And Kali, or Kali Ma, known as the goddess of time, creation, preservation, and destruction. But all right, moving along to the manifestation of Kali. So it is said that when the world was created, so too was the battle for who would rule the world. Energies rose and took form. Some came from light. Known as devas, meaning gods. And others came from darkness. Known as asura, meaning demons. The gods wanted a paradise for us to live in. While the asuras wanted a world full of trials and turbulations and suffering. While on the battlefield the gods were having trouble battling a demon known as Mahishasura, the buffalo demon. And this is where Brahma and Shiva combined their divine energy and manifested the goddess Durga, the warrior goddess. This warrior goddess is known to have ten arms and holds a divine weapon in each hand. And she rode a lion into the battlefield. Well Durga was able to defeat Mahishasura. But next came the demon Raktabishan. His name means blood seed. And because he was given a boon by Brahma, a boon meaning a gift or a blessing from the gods, in this case by the god Brahma. If his blood spilled, another demon would emerge. So for every drop of blood that he spilled and fell to the floor, a new demon was born. So this demon, Raktabisha, was almost nearly impossible to kill. And because Durga was so enraged and mad and angry at the thought of what the world might look like if she failed. Out of her third eye emerged Kali. Kali then stepped out into the battlefield and was able to kill all of the demons. She collected their heads and made a necklace out of them, and then grabbed the arms and legs and made a skirt out of them, and when faced with the great demon Raktabijan. She slayed him and drank his blood so that none would be spilled. But Kali's bloodlust was unquenched and made her untamable. Some say Kali became intoxicated due to all of the Asura blood, all of the demon blood that she had been drinking, which then caused her to begin a wild victory dance that shook the universe. The other gods didn't know what to do. So they asked Shiva to do something to make her stop. Shiva then decided to lie down beneath her, and Kali accidentally stepped on her husband. And when she felt she had stepped on a warm body, she stopped, only to realize she had stepped on Shiva. And it was then that she was able to come back to her senses and stuck out her tongue as a gesture of embarrassment. And that is the origin story of Kali, the Dark Mother. And although it is well known, and it is well recounted, and it is well respected, this ending is not what is written in the text. In the written text of the Devi Mahatmaya it is said that Kali and Durga go on to slay more demons and then withdraw back into the original form of Devi, the Supreme Goddess of the Universe. This later and now well-known alternate ending is said to be an explanation created to explain the trampling of her husband Shiva. And so you see, although Kali gets a lot of fearful responses. She was actually created, well I should say she was manifested, to destroy evil with her dance of destruction. And not only is she a destructive force, but she's also a preserver. And through her most recounted story, we can see that she is also a remorseful goddess one who is thoughtful and compassionate and has the ability to transform herself and pacify herself and correct her path. And because she is an emanation of Shakti, the supreme and universal goddess, she is also a goddess of creativity and fertility. Her dual nature of creation and destruction lead her worshippers to simultaneously face the beauty of life and the reality of death with the understanding that one cannot exist without the other. In fact, her name in Sanskrit, Kali, means she who is black and or she who is death. So time, she is like Santa Muerte once again. The female personification of death and time. And here's the connection between her dance of destruction and time. When we dance, we're doing it to rhythm. And what is rhythm? Well, rhythm is the fifth Hermetic Principle right? It's the ebb and flow. It's a cycle. And that is how we measure time. We measure it by paying attention to patterns and cycles. Kali is dictating the rhythm, the flow of reality itself. But I want to take a look at the way she is depicted. I want to break that down. Alright, so originally, she is known as the Black Goddess. In more modern versions, she's now blue. And the reason why many of the Hindu gods and or goddesses are blue is because it's about higher consciousness, ascension, and enlightenment. It's about ascending. And so Indigo, for example is the color associated with the third eye chakra, the Ajna chakra. It represents universal consciousness, clarity, knowledge, intuition. And also, blue is the color associated with the heavens. And so it's only appropriate that the gods be blue. But originally, Kali's skin color was black. And this is because black represents the All. It represents the chaos that was there before the universe was created. It's that void. It's that cosmic womb, again. It's that state of creation and potentiality. Okay, so next we can see that she has four arms. In one hand, she's holding a bloody sword, and here, the sword represents divine knowledge. It's similar to that of the suit of swords in the tarot. Right? So the sword deals with the intellect. It represents knowledge. In another hand, she's holding a triton, which is said to represent the three gunas. The gunas are a concept in Hinduism and are more like qualities, And these three qualities, and or gunas, are said to be present in all things and all beings in the world. Those being the qualities of goodness, movement, and ignorance. In her third hand, she's holding a severed head, which is said to represent the ego, which has to be slayed in order to achieve enlightenment. So in this sense, she is also a killer of the ego, and in her fourth hand, she is depicted as holding a skullcap, or a bowl full of blood. And while that bowl is used to catch the blood of her enemies, but as some of you may remember from a previous episode I did, on the esoteric significance of blood, blood is our life force. It's what sustains us and is our essence, which is appropriate of a goddess of creation and destruction, life and death. And her tongue sticking out is said to be a gesture of embarrassment and or modesty. Her black disheveled hair is a symbol for her wildness, the chaos, the cycles of life and death. And she is also depicted as having a third eye, which is open, which is symbolic of the all seeing eye. And in other images of her, her hands are in the forms of two other Hindu gestures, which symbolizes her duality because one symbolizes fearlessness and the other blessings. And her duality is really well represented as well because her nakedness can represent carnality, and also purity. Her breasts can represent sexuality and lust, and at the same time, her nurturing form. Even her stance, her right foot, obviously representing the righteous path, and her left foot representing the left-hand path, the path of the material, placing matter above spirit. And so you see, Kali rules over matters of the night, of the shadow, which is why she's also associated with the dark feminine. She rules over judgment, personal power, and regeneration. And there are many who seek her help whenever they want to remove obstacles from their life. But she is not for the faint of heart either. Some say she's more of like the tower card in the tarot deck to where if you really want to have this transformation, if you really want to remove those obstacles from your life, she will shake things up and it may be extremely uncomfortable for you, but she is simply clearing that path to make space for something new. And she will get rid of everything, of all that you don't need. And that can take place in your physical reality. You might lose your job, lose your house, or it might be in the mental plane, where she will rattle your beliefs and your belief system. So you might lose your religion. You might start to see things and or people in a different light. And or she might start shaking things up in that spiritual plane, right? The emotional plane. You might end up suffering from a heartbreak, but it's all meant to be for your highest good. And so one of the ways that you can start to connect with her is through a wild dance. So you could start out by finding some time and space where you're completely by yourself this way you don't have to worry about being judged or feeling embarrassed. you don't want to be in that headspace in this way. Then ask Kalima to guide your movement and just begin moving intuitively. and through this movement stagnant energy will be moved and released from both your physical body, and your spiritual body. And if you want to start out smaller than that, then the next time that you clean your closet or that you clean your drawer, because it's a purging and or a letting go of something, do it as an offering to Kali. But of course, the best way that I would recommend you start out if you're really serious and if you're really wanting to start out by making that connection to her is to read and or learn as much as you can about Kali. Completely immerse yourself in her stories, in her lore and then take it from there. But I want to hear your thoughts. Let me know what you guys thought of this episode. And if you have any questions or if there's any feedback or if there's simply anything that you just feel like sharing and or adding, you're welcome to reach me at lauralavender.mb at gmail.com or you guys can friend me at Instagram at lauralavender.mb and or on TikTok, same handle, lauralavender.mb. Also, don't forget to check out the website at www.mysteriesbeyond.com as I have added a few more things on there for you guys to check out. I've started to do shadow work with some of my listeners, so if you're interested in that, there's more information regarding that on the website. Or if it's easier for you, you can message me and I'll answer your questions there. Well guys, thank you so much for listening to Mysteries Beyond. I'm your host, Laura Lavender, and I'll see you guys next episode.